Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. 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 Welcome back everybody. Sorry for the vagaries of my um, internet access. Um, so, Councillor Bagnall, we were with, weren't we? Yeah, uh, yeah I, I listened to uh, what Councillor Hargreaves and Emmanuel said. Uh, I know the site very well. I, I drive past it quite often on my way to Saffron Walden, so I do know what they're talking about in terms of the view. So. I've got concerns around the design of the layout, uh, the building line extended into the countryside and the frontage. Uh, and um, I, I found it interesting that Mr. Stocking described the properties at the front as the, as the block at the front, uh, which sort of said quite a bit for me. Um, I, I don't, for the life of me, understand why developers don't go and speak to the parish council about the layout. So they might talk about 
the principle of it, can I speak to them about the layout? Because if the parish council are supportive of the layout that was delivered at outline, then it, you could have saved architects' fees in just sticking with that layout. It just seems sensible to me. So, um, I, obviously, I support councillors on, on their concerns, if you like, because I have similar concerns. Um, and I also have a question for uh, Mr Tyler, which is, uh, Mr Stocking talks about uh, the four units dismissed by the council. Could you explain why that was? Uh, I'm not sure what the four units are. What This was the, I think this was for uh, disability needs or something. There was mention of that. Uh, I, yeah, I, I believe that was on the uh, last application uh, for 20 houses. I, I didn't okay. actually deal with that myself. So I nothing to do with this application. No, yeah, sorry. I, sorry. I'm happy to clarify that, Councillor Bagnall. Yeah, that was the the original scheme, the scheme that members were call refusing um, whenever they refused it, the one that's just gone to appeal, was increasing the numbers to 20, which by virtue also included the increase in the amount of affordable housing on the site. And those affordable houses were specifically designed for, for access reasons. So that's what uh, councillor uh, that's what mr stocking is referring to so we we've, we've but we've got affordable housing on this scheme uh, i believe it is it is it right that it's now two instead of four was it ever four at the beginning of the outline stage um no uh, i mean i know the uh, parish have uh, said that in their comments um i've actually gone through the outline um, report and also listen to the audio of it back from 2016 at the yeah. pleasure of that and um, it was confirmed that it would be two units. Now the uh, developer actually submitted originally four affordable units on the site um, on the outline but uh, that policy that we had in 2014 um, sort of uh, suggested that only two uh, affordable units were Required and therefore they removed two uh, affordable units uh, down from four to two. Okay, thank you. Okay, uh, Councillor Fearhurst. Thank you, Chair. Um, I think I'm moving out of turn here. Um, oh, so I'm, I'm going with the. I'm going on with. Was no, on I think I think I think uh, look, Carrie was before me at least. Well, I think I think this might be my laptop. Then it's been messed around. If you th thank you very much, I'll, I'll go with council on the count. Then thank you very much. Mine's only a very quickie one, actually, just to ask um, Chris if I can talk about the fact is the the speed limit down that road. I do believe is fifty miles an hour, um, and this is at the end of the village. And then I see something about the removal of the the sign from fifty and moving past the site to make it 30. Now, is that actually a, a, a condition of, of the approval of this, uh, Chris? Uh, so the condition uh, is just for the physical removing of the, the site's, uh, the 30 miles per hour sign uh, to give um, the visibility displays there. Uh, so then the condition ensures that the 30 mile per hour speed limit uh, sign is, is replaced um, I, I, knowing the site, I think the, the uh, Parish Council have been looking at extending the um, speed limit along there, which is a positive thing, but uh, that would be something directly with the Highways Authority. 
Um, and it, yet that would be a positive thing, but I don't think that is included in this application. No, that's my, that's my very point, because I've right. been involved in moving sites, moving, getting to the speed limits reduced, et cetera, et cetera. That can take an awful long time. Yeah. In the cases that I've got locally, uh, we're talking sometimes two years. Yeah. So this, 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 con this condition is just to uh, um, move the sign physically move the sign and ensure that the highways, uh, that the developer would have to pay for that. Okay, um, okay. so that's fine. I'm, I'm happy with that. So basically, they will pay for the removal once Essex, say, you can remove back to make it 30 mile an hour, 200 miles up the road. Is that correct? In a positive way, yeah. I'm not sure how long that would take, though, as, that's as you exactly, said. That, well, that's my yeah. point. I'm not, I don't have a great deal of issues with this site. But on the basis of uh, until such time as that actually takes place by Essex, then I would have to actually refuse it. So, but if it, if, if, as soon as it's actually, if that was a condition, then basically I wouldn't have a problem. Thank you, Councillor LeCount. I'm actually, no, Nigel, you've got your blue hand up. So did you want to say something? I was just going to, just to clarify an issue, um, something that Councillor Hargreaves mentioned. Um, I'm going to put this right way around. The outline plan, planning permission hasn't lapsed because the reserve matters was put in within the time period. But I think members need to note that if this application, the application, the outline would fall if this matter was refused because there's no further opportunities for any further submissions of reserve matters. And so therefore I think... In terms of the submission, members just need to be careful. If members were mindful to refuse this, the outline would fall away because we're beyond the period now where any further reserve maps applications. So Councillor Hargreaves was correct in what he said. Um, almost. Almost. I just needed to clarify it. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but the outline has not lapsed. It is still very much relevant. And that's where the 20% was secured at that point in time, the policy. Okay. Thank you very much, Nigel. Um, Councillor Fairhurst. Thank you, Chair. I still think I'm being up live. It's not serious. Not serious. The way it's, it's the way it's gone. It's the way I'm fine. Um, yeah. I, I think I think this is a an interesting um, um, project. I, I can remember the first hearing of it, and it's come a long way. Um, and I think, as we all agree, there's always room for improvement. But there are some positives as well. And I think, actually, in this case, we're almost there. It's a um, when the parish council say they're generally in support of something, that's, that's good news. Um, and I think I would support, I don't think we want to refuse this and lose 11 houses. But, and I think another good point is that the salient issues are generally agreed upon by all people. I think that Councillor Hargreaves identified uh, listed them three, as three, the one, the frontage um, in keeping with the, 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 the uh, style of the, of the village, um, two, the uh, landscaping to the south. I know the site very well as well, obviously, because we're past there. And uh, I think that those are two very important points. Um, whether we extend the building line to the back or not becomes slightly more complicated. But those two, the landscape and the side and, and, and the blocky and keeping with it, are the two issues that I would find problem with. Um, I don't think we can condition an approval on those basis of those things being referred. And I'd like to ask uh, um, Mr. Brown if that's possible. I don't think we can. Um, and if we can't, then obviously I'd move for deferment. What is Nigel Mountain? Sorry, I must ask Mr. Brown. 
Well, sorry, just be clear. What what matters can't can or can't be conditioned? Can, can could we condition the front being changed to be in keeping with you know, it's not being as blocky as they all say, which may be subjective, but everyone seems they seem to agree with it. Um, and and the south the south bar of the border, which is the entrance to the whole village, and quite critical. You're right. You can't condition it. I mean, at the end of the day, you, you, what's in front of you is what's in front of you. So um, the deferral will be the way of doing that. I would suggest. Then I I suggest we defer it because we we know everything in front of us. You know, that's the sort of thing. And um, do you remember what we said about not putting forward suggestions? So uh, use a p word. No, you didn't. You didn't. Okay. But you made a suggestion there. So let's just move on. So, Councillor, is that you? Are you finished with your questions? Yes, thank you. Um, thank you very much, Councillor Ferris. Councillor Lachlan. Thank you. Well, I, before I say what I want to say, can, could somebody tell me, please, when these comments were made? We've got from the parish council, etc. I think I heard it mentioned April, but I'm not quite sure. And the Mr. Wall 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 Wall. Um, hang on, I think I've actually got the. No. Does anybody? Does anybody know? I haven't got oh, the actual date. Sorry, uh, Councillor. I've actually got the the actual. Wait a minute. Um, well, the, possibly. Um, I think. You are free to ask Councillor Emmanuel that question. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Can you tell me when you wrote your comments, please, Councillor Emmanuel? Uh, we submitted them in February. February. Right, well, that's a big help. And also uh, to Councillor Hargreaves, you used we. Is that the royal we? Or are you um, speaking for the parish council as well? Or are you speaking as a world member? Uh, I'm speaking uh, well, for myself, but also obviously we discussed it with the parish council. So it's it's all of us, really. Okay. Whatever way you want to, to interpret it, it's, oh, okay. it's not just my opinion. It's, I wonder whether you've been elevated to royalty, that was all. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, actually, um, I'm a little bit confused because uh, these, apparently, these comments came in in February, and none of what was said today are actually on these comments, either from the ward member or the parish council. Nothing about the view from the south, nothing about the landscaping. The parish council said they are supportive of the 11. Uh, houses, and um, you know, if you do look at the comments, they're entirely different to the comments that have been made, uh, you know, personally today, if you like. So, is that out of date, or are they still relevant? These um, comments, because that will influence my vote. Um, and if somebody, we're not supposed to say whether we defer it or not, but um, you know, this this could influence all of us. These, as I said, these are entirely different. Um, Councillor Emanuel, would you like to make a comment on that? I just wanted to clarify. We, we wrote our um, response to the DFO as it was submitted uh, in the application pack. Uh, subsequent to that date, we've had the decision notice on the 20 house application, which is what we've, d we've spoken about today, because obviously that was after the date for submissions for the consultation period for this DFO. We couldn't then add to that uh, documentation, but... I just thought it was relevant, given that the inspector had spoken about those three particular issues. Um, we did mention the building line at the back of the plot. Um, we did mention the uh, the blocky linear layout. Uh, we talked about the issues about parking and 
Um, remember now if we talked about the landscaping, I'm not sure. No, you didn't. You, you did. But, you, you but that said, was something specifically that the inspector had raised in respect of this site. Okay. Well, you said that um, uh, you're broadly supportive in principle of the 11 houses. Yeah. Um, you said the layout and composition of the development has been significantly altered uh, from the outline plan. And you say the building line at the rear of the properties has been altered. Uh, the number of affordable dwellings has been reduced. And it is not clear from the drawings how access into the carports is to be achieved. That's what you said. You didn't say anything about landscaping view from the south. You can see the church, etc., etc. No. So that's why I want to know, because what you said today is, is different to what is in the report. As Only because new information, you know, because the inspector's decision notice was issued after that date. Right, okay, well then, you know, I'm, then Nigel Brown, can I take advice on this, please? Um, because no, I will, yeah, sorry. Just want... no, obviously we want to listen to the parish council and the local member and make sure that we take their comments uh, as, as well as, you know, I mean, we're judging this on planning reasons, not just emotion and what people, you know, it's aesthetics really, whether you think the view from the south is wonderful or whether you think it's awful yeah, that's you know that's the personal opinion so i want to make sure that if we judge this we get it right so could i have your comments please i'm going to defend the parish here this has been a very fluid situation regarding this application obviously we had we had an application that was submitted we've had the appeal decision since that so therefore i think councillor emmanuel was quite right in saying that we've had and that is a very material planning consideration and so I think so. Anything additional that Councillor Emmanuel has mentioned, in, in addition to to their, their submitted comments, which is quite valid, you know, she, you know, she, that those were points taken into account. That was a very important appeal decision that we had regarding the twenty houses, and, and I think both parish and the ward member were quite right referring back to that, as well as the movable, the the the, the fluid and the progress on the neighbourhood plan, which was given. Quite a bit of weight by the inspector's decision actually it was surprising in a pleasant way that it gave a high weight to the to the inspectors into the to the neighborhood plan as well so i think the parish will quite i'll defend the parish they're spot on in terms of what they're saying right that's very helpful thank you very much that's all i have to say okay thank you very much councillor Laughlin. um councillor freeman yes thank you madam chairman um there's a number of points with this the, the first one that i'd like to correct is the statement made by Mr. Stocking that two affordable houses is the standard. It's not the standard at all. It's one half of the standard. The standard for this number, according to the extant local plan, would be four, 40%. Now, if you explore this, you discover that back in 2014, there was a section 106 put together, which said, actually, 20% is fine. Uh, obviously, I wasn't involved in that particular document. And it wasn't clear to us when we considered this application right at the beginning that such a document existed, that such a deed existed, uh, because it does limit the value of this development to the community to instead of four affordable houses. Um, I've asked uh, legal counsel Elizabeth Smith to explore this, and she can comment in a moment if she wishes. But it would seem that that deed prepared in 2014 does indeed bind the council. That Madam Chairman, it's extremely bad law. Uh, one council doesn't bind another. That's the principle. One administration doesn't bind another. That's the principle. It's recognised by governments all the time. When the next government in power cancelled everything that the previous one had set up. Happens every five years in central government. 
But here we're seeing something speaking from 2014 coming through to us in 2020, say actually you've got to have two instead of four. And as the developer tells us, that's standard. Well, it's standard as far as he's concerned, but it's not standard as far as Atlasville is concerned. So I'd like a very brief explanation of that from Elizabeth. I've had um, a, an email exchange with her this morning, uh, but it's a very bad principle to discover that we make a judgment on a site and then all of a sudden it's not quite what it appears to be. Uh, the other thing is that this site has been going on uh, since, well, over six years, basically. Uh, certainly five years, there's been a consent here, there's been a consent there, and then it was changed. I think there was, uh, on the BBC radio this morning, the point was made, and it's very well made, that actually you don't need a relaxation of the planning laws to get more houses, you just need developers to get on and build out the consents that they have. There's an awful lot of houses which have consent, they're not built, and this is change hands as trading units, and this possibly is an example of it. So it's depressing to see that for the last six years it's been debated one way or the other. So I'm, I, I think the actual site itself looks, looks good. I, I don't have a problem with it. It it's, appears to be carefully thought through. It just distresses me. It's taken so long to get to this point. And it distresses me that we've lost um, half of the so-called affordable houses when such things are of great value in Uttersworth. So those, those are my points. Perhaps Elizabeth could explain. Chairman, can I, can I answer that question first? And then Please, Elizabeth. Okay. Um, what Councillor Freeman has just said is wrong. The extant 2005 local plan says that if you 15 more dwellings requires 40% affordable housing. This is 11. So if you kept to the policy, we would have zero affordable housing. There was a period between 14 and 15 around that period uh, whereby we were attempting, and this is one of the successes, where we managed to achieve 20% provision of affordable housing on, you know, it's, you know, we couldn't quite push to 40. And I think the emerging, wherever we are fine with the emerging policy, and we're trying to do some work on that, is that we're going to do 40% on 10 and above, and rather than the magic 15 but the current policy, 2005, says we, this would have no affordable housing. And so for Brinkmanship and for an emerging policy at the time, we were successful in achieving some 20% provision. Having said that, that is not a discussion for today. This is a, this is, so we are bound by law because this is a de de detailed following outline. We are not considering the outline application and the provision of, open, of, of affordable housing. We're providing the, the design issue. And that is extremely important and that's what members need to be considered so i just want to make members to get the idea that we haven't we haven't understated the provision of affordable housing we if you like we've over provided on this side by having 20 percent provision quite rightly in my opinion but that was outside of policy and it was an emerging policy at the time that we're still emerging because the local plan hasn't progressed to that point and uh, we'll still keep trying with the 20 percent provision on those issues, we'll actually try for forty percent moving forward. But you just need to note that there is in a, that is over what the state local plan says we should be going for. Okay, thank you very much, Mr. Brown. Elizabeth, is there anything you'd like to add with that, Elizabeth? Yes, if I may. Um, generally speaking, when we discuss planning, when we discuss planning obligations and mitigation. We are discussing it in terms of public law issues and the possibility of judicial review, etc. if we get it wrong. 
However, it also has to be borne in mind that a Section 106 agreement is an agreement between the parties there too, in this case, the council and the developer. Now, the benefit and burden of those agreements binds land and they go forward if the actual land takes changes hands. Now, what we have here is an agreement into which we have entered fully and freely back in the day under which the developer, whoever he, she or it may be, is obliged to provide two affordable houses. Now, that's a contract. It's enforceable as a contract. And both parties to that contract are bound by its terms. Unfortunately, we contracted to agree to accept two affordable houses on this piece of land. We are bound by that. It's a binding contract to which we were a party and to which we, Uttlesford, entered into at the time. We now cannot ask for more unless the other party to the contract agrees. And I cannot, unfortunately, see the applicant today agreeing to that. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, Councillor Freeman, have you finished? Can't hear you. Can't hear you. you you're... Oh, sorry, that's fine. I, I accept the correction. Uh, but I still maintain the principle that if you bring something forward in 2020, it should be determined according to the rules in 2020, not according to the rules in okay. 2020. I accept there's a document in place that binds us. Thank you, Madam Chairman. Okay, thank you very much, Councillor Freeman. Um, Councillor Bagnall and Councillor Fairhurst, I'm going to come back to you after I've taken Councillor Pavitt. Okay? Thank you, Chair. Um, it, it... This is not very far away from being agreed between the Parish Council and, and Enterprise. Um, uh, uh, it wasn't clear to me when Mr Stocking was talking as to whether they had taken account of the neighbourhood plan. Um, it, it, I got the impression not. Um, and it would appear there hasn't been a conversation between the Parish Council and, and Enterprise, which there ought to be. I mean... Um, Newport Parish Council are a good parish council. They're very much on the ball and they do know what they're talking about. Um, there seems to be such a little, such a relatively small difference between the two parties that, you know, I would, I would ask the two parties to get together, sort out their differences, which don't seem to be huge, and then bring it back to the next panel committee. And then I think it'll save us all a lot of time right now. So that's what I would like to do. Okay, I've got Councillor, thank you very much, Councillor Pavitt. Um, Councillor Reeve. Yes, just a very, very short question for me. We, we talked about the affordable houses now, and I understand that very well. Um, but then there was discussion earlier about the two disability houses. Um, how do they fit in? They're, they're in and then they're out. And I'm not sure I really right. understand that. Okay, can I get Nigel? Can you take Yeah, that was the... Sorry, sorry, Chair, that was the proposal for 20 that was rejected and dismissed on appeal, which by virtue of going up to 20, uh, went back to 40%. And then there was a provision of um, there was a provision of some housing that was specific for the needs of the housing department. And that's where that came in. I think there was a slight reduction in affordable housing provision on the 20 initially, um, which was the initially there was 20, 20 houses were submitted. There was a lower than 40% uh, provision of affordable housing. Um, 
with the argument that they were providing more bespoke houses what that was needed. As officers, we said, no, we want 40%. So that's where those disability, there was a balance between whether or not you had less houses which were more bespoke to what we needed or the 40%. Um, but ironically, that wasn't one of the matter that was refused on. It was refused on the issues over design, and that was that was the issue moving forward. So that's where they were in and they were out because it was part of the discussion around the 20 hours application. Okay, so basically, it's a mute issue. It's, it's an irrelevant issue. Thank you. Okay, Councillor Stora. Thank you, Chair. I think I heard Councillor Pavitt uh, make um, a recommendation, and if that's true, I'd like to second it. Thank you. Um, was it actually a, a proposal, Councillor Pavitt? You did. It was a proposal. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, can I? Sorry, just to pick up Councillor Pavitt's point, I'm happy to take this away, but just to change it slightly. Rather than the the parish and the developer get back together and sort out their differences, I think we have a we have a duty as a local planning authority to enable that to happen. So I was going to suggest that maybe me and Chris could host a discussion between the parish and the developer. And I'm sure we can get this sorted. I really am sure. I think that's a jolly good idea, Mr. Brown. Um, Councillor Bagnall and Fairhurst, um, I did, would, would you like to make any other points? Or are you happy to... Just briefly, just briefly on that deferment. So um, I'd be more comfortable if the developer and the parish council could agree on the layout that they talk about. Um, I think it's important that the developer listens to the parish council and takes notice of their neighbourhood plan um, because it would be a shame to, to just have to refuse this because we can't get agreement on the design and layout if the parish council are in agreement in principle to 11 on this site. So the sensible thing to me would be for Mr Stocking to go and speak to Newport Parish Council uh, and get agreement on how the layout should be bearing in mind the street scene must be uh, held as an important view as you enter the village. Um, so uh, I, would, I would support uh, Mr Pavitt's uh, proposal. Uh, I think the, not, Nigel Brown uh, is right in terms of the involvement, but Newport Parish Council must be speaking directly to Mr Stocking or whoever it is that he speaks to at the developers. Okay, I think that's really what... Um... Mr. Brown was actually talking about, really. Not Mr. Brown? Uh, we, need to, we need to broker a discussion. Yeah. I mean, we may get 90% there of what the parish will need. Um, we may not. I mean, but the issue is we, it's, it's down for a planning decision in terms of it. But we need to bring it closer together with an agreement between us. And uh, that, would, would it, sorry, Mr. Brown, would it be helpful then if, if this committee tries to help you understand what that 90% is? Mm, I don't... No, I think that's I think that's for another place. Okay. That's for another place. Don't yes? Am I right? I agree. I, agree. I think yeah, that is for another you. place. I, I think, think that's the, I think we can get there between the parish and the developer on this basis. Because it's, it's for us then to when it comes back to see if it, if they've got there. Yeah, the proof is going to be in the pudding when you get to this meeting yeah. again. Yeah. Okay. Chair, can I, may I repeat the, the proposal in that case just so it's clear? The, the motion is is that. We defer this application for the parish council and the uh, developer to meet, uh, hosted by uh, members of the planning office at UDC. Yes, that's fine. Um, 
Councillor Reeve, you put your hand down so you're content now, yes? Uh, no, my, my hand's actually still up. Oh, sorry, it just <laughs> moved. My white pit, my white side moved, sorry. That's that okay. Question or it, is there a point of clarification? In. Yes, uh, if we're going to vote on this proposal, I'd like to fully understand what deferment actually means, because um, it's one I'm not totally familiar with, so I'd like to understand. Nigel? I think it's a case of go away and try again. I think it's 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 literally you're deferring it, and you've been very clear in what your your deferral is. The parish should be very clear in what the what their concerns are, and I think it's deferred to find uh, the redesign of the the layout of the scheme to be brought back here. So I mean, it's it is an is is, and I think we've got an extraordinary situation here because the outline falls away with this decision, and I think that's why it's absolutely critical. I think you could always argue that anyway, if you were that close to a, to an approval, then we well, we need to prove that we are that close to an approval. So all the deferral is doing is sending it away to come back to you in a, in a, in a better form. Okay, so the, the deferral wouldn't mean anything expiring or, or anything of that nature? No, I, I need to emphasise that the outline will remain live whilst as long as this uh, DFO is with us. Um, unfortunately, it has got caught up with the, the current crisis <laughs> Otherwise, it would have been in front of you earlier than it is now. Yeah. Thank you very much. Essentially, okay. Madam Chair, a deferral preserves the status quo. Yes. Thank you very much, Elizabeth. So, we have a proposal to defer this application. Um, so, proposed by Councillor Pavitt, seconded by Councillor Stora. So, Elizabeth, over to you to take a vote. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, I Councillor Merrifield? Four. Councillor Lachlan? Four. Councillor Sutton? Four. Councillor Reeve? Four. Councillor Stora? Four. Councillor Pavitt? Four. Councillor Bagnall? Four. Councillor LeCount? Four. Councillor Caton? Four. Councillor Fairhurst? Four. Councillor Freeman? Four. That's a motion to defer carried unanimously, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. Um, I'm very pleased about that, and let's hope that when it comes back, it's a very quick um, occasion. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, would we like to take a five minute adjournment? Before we go to the next one, okay? I would appreciate a trot down the corridor. Right, thank you very much. Okay. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. 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 Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Thanks very much. Welcome back. Um, item four on the agenda is UTT 20086FUL remark at Dun on Dunmore Road in Takeley. And the officer is Madeline Jones. Over to you, Madeline. Thank you. Can you see my screen? Yes, we can. Thank you. This application relates, relates to a site south of Dunmow Road in Takeley. It is outside development limits. The site is currently a bed and bed, bed, bed room business. Um, to the west of the site is a car park for the employers of Western Homes, which is here. To the east, is a commercial building for a windscreen business. To the rear of the site is the Flitch Way, and on the opposite side of the road are residential properties. And there are um, true colourful trees along the front of the site. Um, and this is the aerial review. This is the site, and obviously that's the car park and that's the commercial building there. The existing site comprises a bungalow at the front and has a detached building here. 
these buildings would be demolished as part of the proposal. The outbuilding here is a large sheet metal clad garage located to the rear of the site. And there is close boarded timber fencing bounding the side and rear of the site. This shows the original application, which has now been revised to take into account the parish council comments and highway officers comments. This original plan did not have enough amenity space along here. Um, it also had an access onto the flitchway here, and the um, access was considered to be inadequate. So this is the revised plans. The proposal is for the erection of a block of flats creating eight planning units. Each flat would have two bedrooms, two parking spaces, and shared outdoor amenity space, which has now been increased to 200 square metres. That now extends further down here and here. The access to the flitchway has been removed, so it's now parking. And the width of the access increased to measure 5.5 metres to a depth of 6 metres. There would also be two visitor parking spaces provided. The existing landscape scaping to the frontage would remain and a 2 metre hedge would be planted along the rear boundary and the existing trees along the flitchway would remain. This slide, this slide shows the proposed elevations and floor plans. This is the um, elevation that would be facing the road. The building would be 1.5 storeys high at a maximum height of 6.9 metres. This slide shows the street scene of what has previously been approved at the top. This was previously approved. Um, the previously approved building was 6.8 metres high and is across the site, whereas um, the view here is which, is which is proposed, has reduced the massing when viewed from the road and flitchway. So it's, been, it's built into the side rather than across the site. And this is what was previously approved, which was for a 12-bedroom bed and breakfast with 13 parking spaces. This slide shows the site on the right here, looking east. And this is looking to the west with the site where they're behind those white um, fencing. Um, also shows the properties opposite the site, which are two and a half storeys high. And these semi-attached buildings here are 8.9 metres high. In conclusion, the principle of the residential development is considered acceptable. The revised means of access to the site is acceptable and the proposals would not result in harmful impacts on the highway network. The design scale and layout is considered to be appropriate for the location and complies with the Essex design guide. Adequate parking provision would be provided to meet the adopted parking standards and there would not be any adverse impacts on biodiversity subject to the implementation of identified mitigation, which can be secured by appropriate conditions. The proposal is therefore recommended for approval subject to conditions. Thank you very much, Madeline. Can I just ask you, can you just tell me that the original, the house you said 
the height the house was and then what the, the, the flats were, are now, or are pros to be, sorry. The proposed height of these would be 6.9 metres. So that's what I thought you said. And did you say 6.8 for the house? Yes. Right. Okay. And, and the semi-detached opposite are 8.9 metres. Yeah, that's why. Sorry, I thought that's what you said. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, we have no speakers for this one, so I'll open it up to the committee. If I can just wait for you to... Um, go back to the original. Thank you, Madeline. What do I do? Stop sharing? Yes, stop sharing, yeah. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks very much. No, that's okay. I couldn't do it, so I'm impressed. Okay, so we have Council LeCount. Thank you. Well, Madeline, so am I on? Yes, you are. Yeah. Am I okay? So let me just clear the screen for a second. Yeah, okay. Uh, my only concern is not a concern, really, just to make sure that the highways and transportation, they talk about increasing the size of the access. Um, so you've got a bigger splay because you've got more uh, cars going in and out of the of the of the development. So could you just talk to me, talk me through that um, highways, please? I think it's, um, it's, it's nine one actually. Yeah, one. nine one. Basically, it's it's just it, it means the width has been increased. So okay. there's it's not going to be it's not going to be any issues at all with, with more traffic going out there. The splays have just gone a little bit more. Is that right? But all it is is the actual actual exit has been increased to five point five meters the width, and oh. it goes oh. into the site of that width, 5.5 metres, to a depth of six metres. Thank you very much. That's why. Thank you very much, Councillor LeCount. Uh, Councillor Bagnall. Thank you, Chair. Uh, I'm not sure if Councillor Lachlan had a chance to go and see the site. She was going to do that, but I just thought I'd share with members. She's nodding her head. Yeah, the site yeah. itself. So based on what's currently there, this is massively different. It's an, it's an enormous difference to what's currently there, uh, and that's what you will see as you are driving along the uh, Dunmo Road towards Dunmo. So it would be completely different to what you see. I appreciate that there was a, a previous approval for extension of the B&B, but that's not there. Um, so this is materially different to what's there. Uh, the impact on the Flitchway, I think members would need to see for themselves, but that's a big impact as well. Uh, bearing in mind that that's, that's the flitchway is protected for its own sake. Um, so I think members probably should see it. Um, and I also need to correct something. So currently it's not a and b Currently it's being rented out as a house. Now I'm not sure if it's allowed to be doing that, but it's currently being rented out to a, a, allegedly a family of travellers. So it's currently a rented accommodation. I'm not sure if it's breaching anything with that, but it's certainly not a B&B. Uh, and I would argue that at the moment, uh, there's no way that that is in keeping with the street scene at the moment, what is being proposed. If, if that extended B&B had already been built and that was the replacement, then you could argue that it's more in keeping with the street scene, but that's not there. So in, in terms of the street scene, 
it will make a huge difference to that street scene. So um, I, I think members really would benefit from seeing it for themselves, but I'll, I'll leave that open to others to make that determination. Thank you very much, Councillor Bagnall. Councillor Freeman. Yes, thank you. Um, I'm not familiar with the street scene, so I'd welcome the chance to have them look at it, but of course that's not necessarily that easy these days. The only question I was going to raise, uh, other than the street scene, which I say I need to visit it, um, is that there would be two visitor parking spaces, and there's eight dwellings, and it's the nature of the world nowadays that people become ill and they need assistance, and the assistance always arrives in cars, and needs to park somewhere. Uh, and so I question whether two, I'm sure it's according to the rules and regulations, but I'm not sure two visitor parking spaces is sufficient. If you have carers coming in, just one of those flats uh, during the day, uh, that could be two spaces taken just like that, one after another. So I just ask, ask the committee to consider whether two visitor parking, parking spaces is adequate. Okay. Thank you very much, Councillor Freeman. Councillor Pavitt. Thank you, Chair. Um, just two points. Madeline made reference to additional amenity space on the Western Homes car park side. Does that then overcome the Parish Council's comments because it's still there in the, in the proposal? Uh, the, so you're nodding it. So they, the Parish Council are therefore happy, are they? Yes, that's, that's what they wanted, um, um, and it's been increased okay. to take into account their views. Um, and then take up um, Councillor Bagnall's point. Looking at the aerial view and his, his concerns about the Flitch Way, there's an awful lot of properties along Dunmore Road that back onto the Flitch Way with what appears to be quite a lot of tree growth and, and hedging between them. What, what I wonder would be the implications of this building over and above anything else that runs along there. Is that to, to Councillor Bagnall or is that to, in general, well, to the general, If you would allow Councillor Bagnall to reply to that, that, since he's seen it, I don't think any of us, uh, of us have. So perhaps Councillor Bagnall could respond to that and maybe... Um, Madeline could do also. Happy to do that. I think it's because a lot of the houses along there will be further away from the flitchway, so it's not so in your face. Uh, whereas that block appears to be very, very much closer to the flitchway. But as I say, it's really one for people to see uh, to make a judgment on that. Thank you. Um, that's why one of the reasons why I asked what the height was, because it's it's. 0.1 of a metre higher than the house, if that's right. And the houses, the two and a half storey, or the two and a half, two and a half storeys, Madeline, can you just nod your head if I'm right with that opposite, are 8.9 metres. So they must have more of an, would you not say they've got more of an impact on the street view on the opposite side of the road? than this would have, because that's nearly, that's two metres lower with these, this block of flats. Um, and just that, to me, that, that would seem less of an impact um, on it. Anyway, uh, Councillor Lachlan. Thank you. Hang on. 
And I wish I'd known somebody was living there. I'm surprised I didn't get arrested because I was taking photos. Um, <laughs> oops, oops. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't go around the back because I got nervous in case people thought I was some kind of peeping Tom. But this is, I don't know if you can see it, probably not. That's the house opposite, opposite the drive. It isn't these little cottages that you think from the um, picture. It's a, it's a huge house and actually quite looked like a block of flats. Next door um, was the windscreen place. It's, it's quite scruffy, as you would expect for a, a, a car yard. And, and the other side, you get the car park. Um, and, and this cottage, this bungalow, wasn't really very inspiring. It's not, not attractive in any way. Um, so I, I was kind of torn. Um, I, I was trying to look for a planning reason to refuse it, and I, and I actually couldn't. I, I know it might be quite close to the Flitch Way, but whatever goes there is going to be as close to the Flitch Way. Um, so I, I really, uh, you know, I really can't find anything wrong with it. Uh, for the, op the opposite side of the road was very residential, as I said, big house. The, the access obviously needs to be widened, which it will be. Um, but uh, aesthetically, I think it's probably better than what's there now. So that's just my opinion on that. It would be good if you could see it, but, you know, in the times that we're sort of having our planning committees, it isn't possible. I don't live too far away, so I just took a drive out there. So that's it. Thank you very much, Councillor Lockham. Can, sorry, Councillor Pavitt, did you want to say something else? Um, <laughs> No, Chair, thank you. Okay, thank you very much. Um, Councillor Fairhurst. Mr. Chair, I, I, I must support what, what uh, Councillor Bagnall said. The, uh, I, I agree with Councillor Lachlan. The front is, is, even if it is overbearing, the crossroad seems much worse. And so your street scene is the street scene. But I have severe misgivings about the Flitch Way. And, and I suspect that because it's built deeper into the, into the site, it will be more... Um, significant than certainly more significant than the bungalow would be, but uh, I don't think that I. No, I'm certain I'm not in a position to make a call on this, and I think it's a significant issue. Um, and so on that basis, I'll probably be deferring it. But I'll, I'll leave it to you to start. Okay, thank you, Councillor Caton. Yeah, I'm. I'm ambivalent about this as well. I mean, that part of Takeley has always traditionally been a kind of mixed-use um, land-use area um, and I can't see that this is going to be much of a, a difference. We're just talking about changing it from one form of residential to another but having not seen the site recently I do think that possibly going to look at it would be a better way of going forward than to actually make a decision when some of us haven't been there for some years. Um, but can I ask for clarification? Are they going to leave? How much of the, the front hedge is going to be left? Because it does look like it's quite a substantial front hedge. Uh, and therefore, there would, it will give some good screening to the uh, new building. Uh, the hedge is remaining, the conifer hedge is remaining along the frontage. 
the only it's, it's only where they have to increase the width of the access that it will be taken out. Um, so, so how how much additional uh, hedge will be removed in that instance? What's the, what's the I'm sorry, I, I don't know that. I just know that it will be a 5.5 meter um, opening and the, the existing opening, I, I don't know the exact size, I'm afraid. It's probably going to be about two meters, I would have thought, wouldn't you? Roughly, I would have thought roughly about two meters, but you know. Okay, Councillor Caton, is there anything else? No, that's the right thing. Right thing. Okay, thank you very much. Um, Council of Accounts. Oh, Nigel, sorry, you wanted to say something. Excuse me. Sorry, Council of Accounts. I'll let Nigel yeah. come in. I'm just picking up Councillor Fairhurst's point about the Flitch Way. What do you mean, the issue with the Flitch Way? I mean, I've always viewed the issue with the Flitch Way have been people breaking through onto the Flitch Way. And I think that's where the parish made the quite valid comment about it. But that access way has gone. Uh, and so therefore securing that boundary so you can't get through and it's not the developer it's the people living in that have a desire line going for it and you either have to have a, occasional breakthroughs in a formal way or none at all is that what councillor is that what you were talking about councillor Hurst? or is it the view from the flitch way it, it's the view and the, uh, the overbearing of the view i think it's important when you want you want to feel a bit, a bit in nature and I think unless you're actually standing there seeing it, you wouldn't be able. To, I wouldn't be able to make a judgment on make a judgment on. That was just clever. Okay, thanks very much. Thank you, Councillor Fairhurst, as well. Thank you, um, Councillor LeCount. Oh no, you have to unmute yourself. Okay, okay. I will, Thank you. I will get IT better actually, Miss Sam. You do apologise for that. Can you, hear, can you hear me? Yes, we um, can. Thank you very much, Nigel, because that was one of my points I was going to make, actually. Now, the fact is that I haven't seen this property. I've passed it many times, I'm sure. And I said uh, about... Oh, sorry, a bigger one. Let me just get to a bigger gallery. That's it. So I've heard what, what other councillors have said. And, and the truth is, basically... I think this is no different. I mean, you've got big properties on one side and you've got this other one on the other side. I don't think that's going to be an issue at all. And, and I really take the view of Councillor Lockland and I, I, I respect your view because you've seen it, you've taken it across because you were not actually apprehended by the travellers. So, um, which was always a possibility. So, in my view, if... Councillor Lachlan would put forward a proposal to approval. Um, I would second that. Okay, um, hang on. Still got some people to speak. Okay, sorry. Big sorry, um, my, right. sorry, just to clarify, yeah. Councillor Lachlan, you can't invite someone else to make a proposal like that. No, <laughs> no, you can't. No. <laughs> um, I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to anyway. So. Right, thank you. Um, Nigel, do you, is, do you want to say something else? No? No, I need a... I mean, right. Sorry. Okay. I don't, unless there was something that... Count, sorry, sorry. Just to, just to say that counts, when we were talking about the Flitchway, uh, Madeline put her hand up. So I don't know if there's anything... Did she, you oh, want to sorry. Sorry, Madeline. Yeah, I was just going to um, show the aerial view again and indicate where the building was going to go on that aerial view. If that would, would be helpful. helpful. Yeah, thank you. Yes. 
Can you see it? No, not yet. You need to... Uh, no, it's just coming now. Yeah. Right. So this is the site. The, the building is going to come about here, the rear of the building. At the moment, the garage goes right up into this corner. But it's, it's only the rear of the building is going to go here. It's not going as far as the next building here. And as you can see, these houses here all are closer to the flipway. So the industrial unit next door goes right up to the flitchway? Well, I, I don't know if it goes right up to the flitchway. I, it, I just know it goes closer to the flitchway. Closer to the flitchway, yeah. Okay. And as do the properties, the houses? Yeah. 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 So there's more of an... There is actually... It would appear to be more of an impact or a possible impact than that. Yeah. Okay. But, that's the rear, that, that's the building next door, as you can see, it's a lot closer to the flitchway than this proposed one. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much, Madeline. That that possibly that might help. Right, how Thank do you. I share stop share? Is that it? Yes. That's it. Thank you. Yay. Excellent. Thank you very much. Uh Nigel, you still wanted to say something, or is that noise on? Okay. Um, oh, I'm okay. Sorry. Okay, Councillor Reeve. Thank you. I'm minded to approve this uh, proposal, and there are two two reasons really. Firstly, the um, the comments from the parish council uh, we've been told have been uh, dealt with to their satisfaction. That's one reason, and the second uh, is that the. For me, the main impact on the Flitchway is actually to the south, and that, of course, remains, um, or south of the Flitchway, that remains uh, uh, un, um, unimpacted because that's still uh, still fields, and that's the bit of the Flitchway that needs to be defended. So putting all that together and what we just heard about the uh, impact in terms of the uh, closeness of the building to the Flitchway in comparison with other properties in the area, uh, I don't feel unduly concerned about that. So with that in mind, I would be uh, minded to uh, support this. Okay, thank you very much, Councillor Reeve. Councillor Bagnall again. Thank you, Chair. Um, given the way uh, the conversation has gone, um, I've had a chat with people in the neighbouring residential and commercial units. Um, if we were minded to approve this one, could, could I ask for two conditions. One is on the screening at the back of the site to ensure that it's, a, it's of significant height to minimise the impact on the flitchway because whilst uh, uh, Madeline has pointed out the, um, the uh, windscreen company next door's building, that is a lower, lower height anyway. So uh, I think if we can have decent sized screening at the back of the site and also, can I ask, we have a condition around a management plan for the building works because there is a concern that building works will result in lorries parking along that main road and that might cause problem at highway level. So uh, if, if we can have a condition around some sort of management plan for the building works to ensure there's no issues along the highways. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Thank you very much, Councillor Bagnall. Um, Councillor Reeve, are you... You've still got your hand up. I think that's just you've left your hand up. Thank you. Councillor Pavitt. 
Yes, thank you, Chair. Um, having listened to all of this, I, I, I'd be inclined to approve it as well. I, I don't think that the impact on the Flitchway is going to be that significant. There's a lot of mature growth and mature trees there anyway, um, uh, under which the Flitchway is hidden, it would appear. Um, I think the only, to my mind, the only outstanding issue might be the question of the car parking, because there's only two uh, visitor car parking spaces there, and there's eight flats. Uh, you only need two people to be having a function with two people to dinner, and you've got potentially four cars to park, and and that road is not one where you would want to be allowing people to pull up on the, and you know, and jack up on the side of the pavement with one wheel up because that's a busy road. Um, so um, perhaps Nigel can advise that there's any option to condition more visitor space. I may ask Madeline to come in. I think it's in, it's it's within the standards of the visitors' parking, um, and uh, and I think I just I will ask Madeline because the, the the needs for the for visitors' parking is very low per dwelling. Um, so and and I think this is in accordance with that. So to ask for more would be a little bit going away from policy. Yeah, there's there's eight flats. Each flat has got two parking spaces, and there's two additional visitor which is the, uh, complies with the adopted parking um, standards. There isn't really any room on the site for increasing the parking. So if we, um, we would have to refuse it if, if you didn't agree on the parking. It's, there's no scope to increase it. Okay, thank you. Chair, if I could just quickly come back in. I'm trying to find out, oh, here we go. So there are two bedrooms Two bedrooms, two bedrooms, all two bedroom units. But the likelihood is that at most one couple probably living in there, and the most two cars, some will be one. So, yeah, so maybe there's not such an issue. I, I'm, I'm, I'm inclined to approve this one. I mean, knowing that road, uh, eight, eight dwellings is a, is a useful contribution to our, you know, to our housing or home provision in that. Mm, thank you very much. Um, Councillor LeCount again, and then Councillor Ferris, and I think we'll go to a vote then. Of, I need to take a proposal, but we'll go. I do, I do apologise, Mr Nigel Brown. I made a mistake there. So I'd, so I'd like to put forward a proposal for approval. So that's me. Okay. I'm happy to second that. Okay. Oh, well, I was going to ask Councillor Fairhurst there to speak, but... Um, oh, sorry. Can I, <coughs> sorry. Sorry. Could I just... Before we go to the vote, um, pick up Councillor Bagnall's sensible suggestions about yes. the additional conditions. I think you're absolutely spot on, certainly at the rear, um, you know, that we need something substantial and I suggest something prickly to prevent the, the opportunity to go through. And that doesn't mean me, that means the planting. And, and also the construction management plan, yeah, we can put that on as well. Yeah. So uh, obviously that needs to go back to the proposer to agree those additional conditions. I definitely agree something prickly because it just stops people trying to get through. I totally agree with you, Nigel, yeah. and I'll put that into the proposal. Yeah, okay. Councillor Fairhurst, did you wanted to say something just because... Just no, to second think... that or propose it, absolutely. Given right. those two conditions, it becomes viable. Okay. Well, I think Councillor Lachlan jumped in on you there. So, yeah, okay. Um, Council uh, Madeline, you wanted to say something? I think that was pushed, but I'm happy. Yeah, okay. I just wanted to um, say that um, there's close boarded fencing all the way along the back, the rear, um, 
of the site at the moment and the trees are the other side of that and the proposal is for a hedge to be built along that rear um, boundary. Okay. Well, we can still ask for prickly hedge, couldn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, so we have a proposal to approve this, proposed by Councillor LeCount, seconded by Councillor Lochlin. And so over to you, Ms. Smith. Take the vote. Madam Chair, now then, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Councillor Merrifield. Approve. Councillor Loughlin. Approve. Councillor Sutton. Approve. Councillor Reeve. Approve. Councillor Stora. Approve. Councillor Pavitt. Approve. Councillor Bagnall. Approve. Councillor LeCount. Approve. Councillor Cateson. Approve. Councillor Fairhurst. Approve. Councillor Freeman. Approve. Thank you. And that's unanimous, Madam Chair. Thank you very much, everybody. Um, so go on to that's approved. And we will go on to the last item, item five on the agenda. UTT 19-2692, Outline Planning Commission, the land at Old Mead Road, Helen, and that's Mr. Clive Theobald. Good afternoon, Clive. Sorry, before Clive starts, have we got it? Oh, yeah, I just wanted to check the speaker was in, and the speaker is now in, so I'm sorry. Thank you very much, Nigel. Over to you, Clive. Yes, uh, thank you, Chair. Can you see the screen? No. Not you can't? Yet. No, not oh, yet. Okay. Um, right. Okay, start again. Can you see it now? Yeah, it. yeah we can okay. see it now. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so I tried to reduce it. Um, let's see. Can you see it now? Yes. Yeah, okay. I just wanted to expand it on the, uh, on the individual slides. Okay. Right. Um, this outline application relates to the erection of up to six dwellings with all matters reserved, except access and scale with associated works and this is the site location. The site lies on the east side of Old Mead Road to the north of the Elson Railway Line crossing. I'm just going to take out my... Um... Can you still hear me? Yeah? Yes. Okay, sorry. Um, and comprises for the purposes of the land edged in red, a parcel of flat paddock land consisting of 0.44 hectares which runs onto the road, although described in the application details as part vacant railway, part vacant poultry farm, whereby the southernmost part of the site, which is this arc here, comprises the curved alignment of the former branch railway line, which is now long since vegetated. Uh, it's suggested that this part of the site is actually brownfield land by historical use with the railway. Now, further paddock land, not within the application site, but within the ownership of the applicant, lies to the immediate rear, which is here, and then the rest of the redundant um, poultry farm over here. 
The site is framed on either side by dwellings. You've got two bungalows there and a two-story dwelling there. Uh, whilst, to say, the redundant poultry farm and the farmhouse is to the top here. And a large storage and distribution centre lies further to the south with the, uh, the gates, the railway crossing, uh, just beyond. A long row of recently constructed dwellings, which are these, stand at right angles to Old Mead Road on the alignment of the former railway goods yard, running parallel with uh, the main railway uh, opposite the site, whilst a shorter row of dwellings, which are here, extend along Old Mead Road on the north side of this new housing development. Now, a public footpath runs eastwards from here across uh, the um, uh, poultry farm land that way um, to the south of the site, um, but doesn't actually um, hit the site itself. So just going to show you the photograph. So just to refresh, uh, this is the rectangular application site here, encompassing this arc of the old railway line, branch line. Um, this is the, the two bungalows here. That is the storage depot, uh, the gates to the railway line there, dwelling there, that's the poultry farm there, new housing development there, and uh, the um, dwellings proceeding northwards. Um, now, this is the view of the site, which is here on the right-hand side. This is looking northwards along Old Mead Road. You can see here, this is the vegetated um, southern boundary of the old railway line uh, there. Uh, this is the new two-storey housing development linear on the west side of Old Mead Road. Now this is um, looking uh, south along Old Mead Road. Um, application site now on the left-hand side. This is a view of the site itself. Uh, looking northeast towards the former poultry farm um, in the distance there. That is the two-storey dwelling here. Um, and as you can see, horses there, it, it's generally grazing paddock land subsequent to the um, abandonment of the poultry farm many, many years ago. And that's a view of the interior of the site looking southeast. And so you can see an old poultry building there. It's being used as stables. And that is the curve as the arc of the former railway line to um, Thaxton. Uh, that's just another view looking northwards to show in context uh, the very uh, contemporary um, two-storey dwelling development on the left-hand side of the road with the bungalows on this side here. So just to go back to the plan. Uh, indicative drawings have been submitted which show how up to six dwellings with detached garages, hard standings and shared service road from Old Mead Road could be accommodated at the site and the type of dwellings envisaged, which as you can see are shown indicatively as two pairs of four bed semi-detached dwellings, which are flanked either side by two three bed detached chalet style Dwellings. Um, it's indicated 
that uh, the dwellings will be externally clad in brick, render in cladding, although I would emphasise that appearance is a reserved matter, as are layout and landscaping. Now, there is an additional plan which shows uh, this wildflower meadow here, um, the site being here, and this has been put in um, to provide increased biodiversity. Um, it is within, within the ownership of the applicant um, who own all of this poultry farm to its uh, former southern boundary. And it's intended that this will be planted as part of the development for that purpose. Um, there's no relevant planning history relating to this undeveloped site. However, relevant to the current application is approved application uh, reference UTT 18 3370OP for the erection of nine frontage dwellings involving the demolition of existing poultry buildings on land south of the farmhouse Old Mead Road. And um, that is the strip of land upon which the nine dwellings which have this extant um, mission would be built at one half story scale. In terms of access, the proposed development would be served by a new vehicular access from uh, Old Mead Road here, uh, which is a class three road, and it, uh, where a 40 mile per hour speed limit exists along this section of road outside the site extending north and south. The new access will be formed across a frontage ditch, which is from here, positioned uh, equally between the northern and southern flank boundaries of the site, whilst a new service road will extend in front of the new residential properties, as you can see here, whereby this indicated new access and frontage service road arrangement is the same access layout form as shown for approved outline application for the nine dwellings to the north of the site as previously referenced. Essex County Council and the Highways have reviewed the submitted highway impact assessment submitted with the application and have recommended that they have no highway safety objections to the proposal based upon the findings of the highways impact assessment subject to appropriate highway conditions as uh, contained at the back of the report. In terms of other con consultation responses, Concerns have been raised by the Council's EHO relating to noise and contamination impacts for the proposed development, given the closeness of the site to the London to Cambridge railway line and to the large storage and distribution depot to the south of the site. Whilst emphasising these noise sources and the effects they could have on the living conditions of occupants of the proposed dwellings, the Council's EHO has commented that a noise assessment report could be submitted at subsequent reserve matter stage for LPA approval so that appropriate noise attenuation measures could be incorporated into any finally approved build scheme for the site where it is noted that noise and contamination conditions were similarly imposed on the planning commission for the approved nine dwelling scheme uh, to the north of the site here. No objections have been raised in principle to this proposed frontage housing scheme by either Henham or Elson and Parish councils. 
although their comments about the suitability of the proposed access point for the development along Old Mead Road in terms of site visibility, the validity of a speed survey carried out to assess traffic speed conditions and levels of on-plot parking provision for the dwellings have been duly noted. It is considered that the suggested adjustment of the site access cannot be justified given that Essex County Council Highways have assessed the site entrance as being acceptable in terms of site and existing road visibility, whilst highways have since confirmed in response to the Parish Council concerns regarding the validity of the speed survey carried out and subsequent clarification raised on this point by your officers that speed surveys are undertaken to understand how vehicles travel within the parameters of the site and they say, therefore, one speed survey is typically sufficient. Whilst they have also confirmed that guidance states that speed surveys should be undertaken in free flow conditions and therefore in order to establish how vehicles travel when they are not constrained by traffic and are unlikely to be braking or accelerating, that it is necessary that speed surveys are undertaken outside of peak hours. They conclude by saying that at the time of the planning application, the wet weather correction for speed surveys was applied in accordance with the standards. Visibility displays from the proposed access are to be provided in accordance with the 85th percentile brackets wet weather correction speed of the road, and it would appear that additional visibility could be achieved beyond the visit display of 63 metres within the highway. Furthermore, the Highway Authority have considered that the crest of the road, which is formed by the former railway crossing uh, and a longitudinal section had been provided within the transport statement, demonstrating that adequate visibility is achievable over the crest. Now, it should be noted that only one speed survey was considered for the approved nine dwelling scheme at the poultry farm site to the north, which confirmed the 85th percentile speed for that site also being under the 40 mile per hour speed limit for the road. However, given the parish council concerns expressed in this regard, Essex County Council Highways have advised officers that a boundary planting condition should be included as an additional condition to ensure that the visibility displays from the proposed access remains clear should plan permission be granted for this proposal. Just go back to the... It should be emphasized that this is an outline application whereby layout to include parking is a reserved matter. However, the indicative site layout which you can see shows that up to six dwellings could be satisfactorily accommodated on the site with the appropriate levels of parking provision the development to meet adopted parking standards, either in the form of garaged or hard standing parking, whilst all of the dwellings are shown with garden amenity spaces exceeding 100 square metres in accordance with the Essex Design Guide standards. Now, it's the case with this indicative layout plan to say it is um, indicative uh, that no visitor parking is shown. Uh, whereby four of the six units are indicated shown with surplus on-block parking, amounted to six surplus spaces in total, which would more than make up the required 1.5% parking spaces required for six dwelling development in terms of ratio. However, 
there would be adequate room for visitor parking to be placed along the frontage strips of the service road, and I would suggest along here and along here um, uh, for this parking to take place, if required, either as an alternative or in addition to surplus uh, on-plot provision. Um, as you can see, the dwellings are shown at one half-storey scale, whereby the ridge heights of both two house types indicated are at 7.2 metres, which is reasonable, um, therefore consistent between the dwellings on the site. Um, and this is considered also acceptable for the locality, whilst appearance and landscaping are also reserved matters. So to conclude, the principle of frontage residential development at this edge of village location within a low-risk flood zone, positioned between existing dwellings on land which is currently paddock land and former poultry farm land, which does not have any high environmental value, is considered acceptable, whereby a presumption in favour of sustainable development prevails in terms of its location, as are the proposed access arrangements and the scale of the development as shown. It is therefore recommended, Chair, that the application be approved in accordance with the recommended conditions set out at the end of the agenda report, but to include the additional condition suggested by County Council Highways in their email dated 30th of June 2020, relating to suggested new frontage boundary planting outside the proposal site, requiring that, quote, any new boundary planting should be planted a minimum of one metre back from the highway boundary and any visibility displayed in order to preserve the integrity of the highway and in the interest of highway safety. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, Mr Theobald. Um, we have one speaker and it is Mr James Salmon, the agent. Thank you very much, Mr Salmon. Got you somewhere? Yep. Uh, good afternoon, uh, members. Oh, right. uh, this application is for uh, sounding a bit. Um, you're not sounding too great. Oh, that. So try again. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try again. Application is uh, up to six. No, no, sorry. Perhaps if you you don't have you got headphones in? No? Move back. Move back a bit. No, no, no. It's the internet connection to be honest. Um, it, right. it, it, it can't shall I I did email my um my speech in if I don't know whether someone else could read it out. Actually you're not too bad just now. Try again. Okay. Should I? Okay, I'll give it another go. Yeah. Um, right, the site is within walking distance of Ellsden shop, hairdressers, post office, public house, primary school, and doctors. Um, it's pertinent to note this was also the opinion of the planning inspector for the recently allowed appeal uh, for a new dwelling adjacent to Reeds along Old Me Road. 16 dwellings have been recently constructed in front of the site, as you saw in the pictures. Um, and nine more dwellings were permitted last year to north to the north of this site. Um, four dwellings were also uh, recently approved by committee uh, along Old Mead Road earlier this year, approximately one mile from this site. Um, in principle, the site must be deemed sustainable a sustainable location for residential development, and the presumption in favour therefore applies. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Salmon. Um, 
uh, paddock and overgrown land, which was pre previously part of a railroad line. Um, in part, the site is therefore brownfield and has defensible boundaries on either way. Paragraph 1 of the MPPF states that planning policies and decisions should be help. No, it's gone again. I'm sorry. Um, should I? I, I did email it in. Yeah. Who's my moment, Mr. Salmon? Who's, who did you email it into? Um, committee. It was a control committee. Right, that would be, um, that would be uh, Mr. Ferguson or Anne. Could you ask Mr. Ferguson if he's... I, 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 can, I can get hold of it, Chair, actually. Can you, you, Mr. Gibson? Thank you. I, I, I'll just look for it on my system. Bear with me, yeah. please. Yeah, thank you. Chair, could you ask if Mr. Salmon was to turn off his video at his end, it would increase his bandwidth? Yeah. So Right. So just oh, well, I'm nearly, I'm halfway through, I'm nearly there. Yeah, if you, if you, if you turn off your video so we can't see you, try that again. See how that goes? Yeah. It is an attractively laid out one in a linear pattern between existing dwelling, thus in keeping with the general surrounding pattern development. I have no concerns, subject to appropriate no name objective to the proposed development, which is quite unusual for a new residential development. Uh, commented that the visibility is limited when leaving the site, so parking spaces are not provided. However, the applicant's highway impact assessment clearly demonstrates otherwise, and Essex County Council highways and planning officers concur with this. The speed survey was undertaken, and the number of surveys and the top of the survey being not with that guidance. Therefore, appropriate vis visibility can be provided for development sites. Parking spaces are provided for houses, um, and these are shown on the plan. Uh, additional parking could be provided alongside the access road if required. Ultimately, there is parking in the site permits up to six dwellings, which would meet all the adopted standards for parking. It's also important to note that this is an outline application and that the layout, as shown, is indicative only. Um, the proposal will add to the council's housing fleet and provide positive benefits for the environment through the planting of the wild negative impacts resulting from this proposal the location of the site nearby to shop services, public transport make this a sustainable development, and therefore we respectfully request that councillors approve this well thought out proposal. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Salmon. So sorry your bad, your bandwidth's not doing too well, but I think I've had I've had trouble as well this afternoon as well. Can I just ask <laughs> you a question before before we go on to the rest of the um, councillors? Um, it's owned the this site application and the one for the nine that's already got approval is it by is the same um developer that's bringing this forward do you know uh, yes same land um yes it's the same it is. land owned it for each year um, yeah okay thank you very much i saw mr theobald um 
nodding his head as well at the same time. So thank you very much. Thank you very much, Mr. Sam. Um, I'm Catherine Reeve first. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chair. Thank you uh, uh, to Mr. Salmon for his presentation as well. Um, I've got um, three questions. The, the first one was actually the one that was um, asked by Sandy, but she was asking about the houses to the north, the nine to the north, the ones to the west, i.e. on the other side of the road. Are they also, so this is my first question, are they also by the same developer or owner? Mr. Theobald's shaking his head there. Mr. Okay. Shaking his head. So no. So, so, so the ones on the other side of the road. Sorry, I think we. Yeah, I think we do need to verbally say this. Yes. Um, yeah. The, the land opposite is not the same ownership. So, um, yeah. So it is different from the land opposite. Okay, but the but the ones to the north are because. Uh, in that case, slightly readjusting my uh, calculation, if we've got nine to the north and then these six, that gives 15 uh, houses in total, which brings the affordable housing into play, uh, which means that 40% uh, of, uh, of the total uh, could be considered, I say could be considered um, uh, to be affordable and so we're getting then up to, you know, approximately uh, the six here, which means that all the ones proposed here should be affordable. So, my, so this is now my question: is, is that a? Am I correct in my supposition? Mr. Brown, would you like to take that one? Almost. <laughs> I think the situation is you have nine plus six, which is fifteen, which is within the affordable housing policy. It's the same land ownership. And in my opinion, looking at it now, it, 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 it will. Obviously, we've got up to five here, up to six here, so but it's fifteen. It's the same land ownership, so in my opinion, it, it you know the the is within members' gift to seek um, affordable housing. The complicated thing here, and it doesn't complicate it in terms of the need for affordable housing, in my opinion, but it complicates its delivery, is that you have an application of six, and you're right. You you know if you were going to take forty percent of the mass, all of these would have to be affordable housing. But I suggest a mechanism if members were mindful, bearing in mind we have um, an outline plan permission for nine that was approved um, last year. And, 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 and Clive will remind me, if we will interject if I'm wrong, those development, that hasn't been built out. We've received no reserve matters application for those schemes, so therefore it's still just outline. So I think if members were mindful to request that the accumulated together request 40% accumulation, I think we would have to carry out a 106 that would have to bring that planning application in. Um, otherwise, it's either going to be bring them together in a, in a 106 with the provision of affordable housing in terms of direct provision, which is also our preference. If the, um, if the applicant objects to that, we haven't raised this with the applicant, but if, if the applicant objects to that, then the other alternative, if you want to separate the two, is that this six needs to wash its own face in terms of affordable housing. So I think that is a bit of a it's a bit of a muddle that we'd have to sort out, but the bottom line is if, if members want to seek affordable housing because it's got about 15, then that should be your, that, that could be your resolution and members are moving down that line. And then we would have to go and address that with the applicant in terms of, and if the applicant flatly refuses to do that, then we would do not what we normally would do, is furnish them with a refusal if members were mindful of that issue. And if there's anything creative that would be less than 40%, 
we'll bring that back to you for you to, to ratify. Well, that was a really long answer, sorry. Yeah, I yeah. think it sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Can, can, can I, 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 I,
and I remember at the time the applicant saying, and he's just now reconfirmed it, that uh, there could have been um, building credits used to offset that infrastructure provision for the nine dwellings. Right, so it's a way round it. If you keep, but if and if, can I, right, it's a way round it. So you're in little plots, you never get to it, and you use. So yeah, okay. It's a way of it's a way of using the system to not to not do affordable housing. Chair, I think I'm sorry, Karen, I'm sorry, Karen back is to trying to get yeah. our attention. Councillor LeCount, are you trying to get my attention? I have been trying for some considerable time, actually. Um, can I just have a few minutes on this one? Because this is about a mile down the road from me. Um, oh, in that case, could I still... I'm sorry, you, I'll come back to you. Um, okay, okay. All right. Okay. Councillor okay. let's not let's not, let's not deteriorate here, gentlemen and ladies. Um, Councillor Reid, I'll come back to you now. Okay, so... Uh, are we parking the question of affordable housing? Because for me, that it's a it's a critical question on this uh, for this application, uh, and and so in due course we should go. My second, my last question though, was in relation to the flower meadow, which was uh, given quite high uh, um, profile in both the uh, officers and uh, uh, agents' um, presentations. My question there is: is is that just sort of a statement or is that a condition because i couldn't find that anywhere in the conditions and i'm the reason for asking my question is in the past i've seen uh, nice sort of additions put into applications to make them sell well and then uh, in the end there's no enforcement possible because it never got included in the in the actual uh, permission so i'm just using this as an example is that flower meadow of any relevance at all um right i, I can say that well, first of all, it's outside of the application site edged in red. So whether or not there has to be a, a Grampian-type condition to, to capture it, if uh, members felt that this was uh, of particular merit to, to have. Um, I certainly didn't suggest it uh, when I was dealing with the application. When the application first came in, uh, it, it just appeared on the, on the drawings um, as, a, as a biodiversity um, space to um, uh, provide that feature. Um, but I personally feel that it doesn't actually um, require a condition to be implemented because I feel that uh, myself, notwithstanding the affordable housing debate that's uh, currently uh, uh, ongoing, that this, this particular development um, can be considered to be a presumption in favour of sustainable development regardless as to whether or not that... Uh, wildflower meadow is introduced. It's on the same ownership land as the application site, so it's uh, like within the gift of the applicant to provide it. But uh, I personally feel that that is not, uh, you know, a, a make or break for this application. Very clear. And so in other words, that's purely informational only. It would be a, a, a nice gesture on somebody's part, but no more, no less. Thank you. Thank you very much, Councillor Reeve. Um, Councillor Caton. Thank you, Madam Chairman. Uh, the agent made much of the fact that it's in walking dis this site is in walking distance of the facilities. But I would point out that 
the recent planning applications on Old Mead Road is actually kind of urbanising this road. And it, it hasn't, on either side, got any pavements to, for uh, pedestrians to walk on to these so-called facilities. I'm just wondering if I can ask the officers whether there is anything we can do to, to facilitate at least a pavement on, on this side of the road because the, the other scheme on the other side of the road um, is uh, obviously completed now. But we, I think if we are going to extend the, the village boundaries, that, that we ought to be taking into account pedestrian safety. Clive, you're muted. Yes, it's a valid point, and um, it was something I was looking at, uh, obviously, quite uh, critically for this application. Now, I think it is the case that I looked at it in terms of the, if you like, the precedent set by the development opposite on the, the old railway line uh, goods yard sidings, where um, that um, wasn't part of any Section 106 infrastructure provision to provide the footpath. So, as you rightly say, um, whilst there are wide verges, uh, there, there is no footpath uh, on the other side, um, or street lighting, um, there was a, another dwelling approved just um, to the north of the site on the other side of the road at what's called the Reeds, um, a, a dwelling within the curtilage of that um, garden property allowed on appeal when the inspector for that um, uh, one dwelling proposal said that the, uh, the site is within walking distance and cycling distance of the railway station and local amenities. So obviously the inspector felt for that one dwelling scheme it was within a sustainable location even though there are no footpaths um, or lighting and plainly the same applies for uh, the, uh, the new housing opposite. Same applies for the, the nine-dwelling scheme approved for poultry farm. So by reason of that, um, I consider that this um, could be allowed on the other credentials of it without um, having any uh, footpath provision. I think it would be difficult, to be honest, um, if we're thinking about having some kind of Section 106 infrastructure works on, on highway works to provide a footpath. Um, I mean... It's a bit tricky to provide a footpath all the way from this proposal site down to the storage and distribution depot, and it all starts to get a bit sort of um, uh, mixed use down there anyway. So that, that's probably the reason why I felt on this occasion uh, we have previously, and inspectors previously, deemed to be this a sustainable location in terms of its um, connectivity. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Theobald. Is that... Is that you, uh, well, I, I don't find that very satisfactory, and I hope that when we have a, we discuss the new local plan, that we're a bit more uh, vigorous and not accepting uh, those kind of precedents. Because I mean, we are going to be confronted with an awful lot of difficult decisions in the next few years, and I, I find it unsatisfactory. We are talking about encouraging cycling and walking and yet here we are saying because something happened 10 years ago we can't alter the the process yeah okay 
Yes, I think I, I sort of agree with you there, Councillor Caton. Um, thank you. Councillor Stora. Thank you, Chair. Both Mr Theobald and Mr Salmon are referred to uh, former railway line as being brownfield land. Uh, I don't know if the tracks are still there, I suspect not, and likewise the ballast. If that's the case, and we're just talking about soil with which seems to be well vegetated, is it actually brown, um, brownfield land or not? And, follow-up question, even if it is, what difference does it make in this particular application? Thank you. No. Mute. Silent, Clive. So, um, um, yes, personally, I, I would agree with um, Councillor uh, Stora that, well, my own view is that it is obviously historic to do with the, the old railway line alignment. Um, it is completely vegetated. You know, it's probably got, you know, good wildlife in terms of nesting birds, if you like. Um, probably by the, the MPPF definition, it is brownfield um certainly um clearly i don't know what uh, date it, it, it disappeared um beaching cuts or whatever but um it hasn't been like that for, for many 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 years so i think um and in terms of contamination plainly there's a contamination risk there for any remediation works um because of that but um yeah i mean i i personally wouldn't give too much store on uh, the, 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 the applicant's um, uh, statement that it's partially brownfield land um, because as you see it today, it's vegetated and um, yeah, I wouldn't give too much thought to that. No. Thank you very much. Is that, is that you, Councillor Stora? Yes? It is, thank, thank you, Clive. It's a one, I couldn't remember, I have to admit, and I haven't checked the definite what constitutes brownfield in the framework, so thank you. Thank you very much. Um, Councillor Pavitt, then Councillor LeCount. Thank you. Um, I can commend Councillor Reeve on his numeracy. Always impressed me. <laughs> that was a good point, well made. Uh, it does seem to point towards the, the loop or the let out of being able to do small parcels, package them up individually, put them to the market individually, and therefore. Um, circumvent the need to provide certain amounts of affordable housing. However, it doesn't appear that the solution to that. I have one small comment to make. That was on the wildflower meadow, which is a nice gesture. Um, rather pointless if it's not conditioned. Um, but if it is going to be there, can we please have an input from UDC as to what is planted there so that it does actually uh, make a contribution to proper biodiversity in terms of being the right kind of plants there, the right kind of objectives that we're trying to meet within the climate change and, and the ecology working group. Thank you. Been with you, Councillor Pavitt. Thank you very much. Councillor Count. I'm muted. I've got that, actually. Um, as I said, I, I particularly know this site very well. Um, I know the, the nine dwellings that we gave permission to um, last year um, in uh, April 19, um, and I would like to ask, actually, with 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 um, Mr. Theobald, because basically I see this as two different applications, and I 
I'm sorry, Mr. Brown, but I disagree with you that somebody's actually trying to scrub in on us and go behind our backs and get some no 40%. Like, these people are not those sort of people. And apart from anything else, if you, if you look, which we haven't seen, is that the two sites are completely divided. They're divided by a house, which nobody's actually ever mentioned. Right. Number two is that the the first one for the nine was actually um, an agricultural piece, which was actually a poultry farm. The one we've got the application now is actually a brownfield site. So I've learned an awful lot from Councillor Rockland because that we should base our decisions on each application. But now we're saying that in actual fact. No, we're not going to do that because because we gave them nine before. Actually, add this six. That's fifteen. So we should have forty percent. Oh, but that's not that's not my way of thinking about planning, right? So what we have is we have an agricultural site, which was the poultry farm, and we made a, the proper decision and we said yes, you can have nine houses. And now we're actually looking at something completely different. Divided by a house, this site is a brownfield site, as we've heard from both Mr. Storer and Mr. Theobald. We've also heard about actually highways. Well, this is very close to the level crossing and the gates. And the chances of you going faster than about 36 miles an hour is about nil. So my question is really to the Theobald, and I'm, and I'm now thinking about, we've got two applications, one that we did before, which we agreed. Now we've got another application that's divided by a house. And these people are not just trying to actually score points, you know, as we've heard from the agent. So my question to Mr. Theobald, if there was no nine houses, Mr. Theobald, how would you rate this application? Yes, uh, that's a very good point. I would still say this was an application we should be looking to approve. Um, based on its location closer to the railway um, station, as you, as you say, um, in terms of its environmental impact, um, it's, it's not high environmental uh, value land. It is uh, paddock land stroke brownfield. It's bookended either end by dwellings. So if you're talking about an infill site, then I think um, even though it's outside development limits, um, it could reasonably be said to be an infill site um, where it would be framed by those two dwellings either side you've got the quite high-density um, new-build contemporary dwelling housing scheme opposite. So then, in effect, uh, you're simply filling in between uh, the two dwellings on the other side and that being opposite. So it's not going out into the countryside. It's not um, then, in my view, uh, causing a policy objection on policy S7 in terms of countryside harm. Um, the access arrangements 
have been dealt with adequately, and I've tried to, um, uh, to show members uh, that uh, that has been validated by highways in their, their last response. Um, the dwelling scale is appropriate for the location, and uh, we have a deficit of um, housing supply, as we know, 2.68. So if we are looking for um, appropriate small to medium deliverable housing schemes, then I think this is one of them. And because of its closeness to the railway station, I think it actually is a, a presumption in favour of sustainable development for this housing scheme. Thank you very much. That's very kind, Mr. Theobald. Okay, thank you very much, Councillor LeCount. Um, Councillor Bagnall. Thank you, Chair. Uh, I've got a bit lost with the conversation about affordable or not affordable housing, 15 or 9 or 6. Could, could we be just really simple and clear? Is there any element of affordable housing that should go with this scheme, given that the applicant has already got permission for nine? So we've added the two to 15. Is, and if not, let's close it down. I'm, I'm going to reopen it, I'm afraid. Um, I'm, not going to, I'm not going to congratulate Councillor Reeve on his arithmetic. Nine, we all know that nine plus six equals 15. <laughs> and uh, 15 is, requires a contribution to, one, to, to affordable housing. Picking up Mr. Salmon's point, there has been no reference whatsoever. It might be the point. It may be the case where, um, you know, brownfield supplements have taken away buildings that are already providing commercial. Could be. But there's been no arithmetic. There's been no arithmetic around that. There wasn't with the, there wasn't with the nine because there wasn't a need for it to be done on the nine. This is associated with the same one. There's a dwelling between, just to pick up from Clive, is that a new dwelling or is it an existing dwelling between this site and the... Existing. It's an existing, right. So we are talking 15. So 15 dwellings requires an affordable housing to be considered. And, and I think that needs to go, that needs to be flushed through the system, even if it is that, you know, building credit is taken into account because of the loss of the buildings. But that hasn't taken place. Even if it gets to the point where the building credit has taken into account and that requires, the, you know, not a 40%, maybe a 10%, 40% can be reduced with building credit. It doesn't automatically assume that it can just go. So I, I really think we do need to go for that mechanism of affordable housing. If we have an, while I'm on, whilst we have an affordable housing, if we are in a position where there is some affordable housing contribution, I think Councillor Caton's comment is spot on. If they make a lot about linkages into the, into the village and sustainably within walkable distance, in order for it to be walkable distance, you need to have to walk. You're going to have to have... I'm not saying we can provide a footpath, Councillor Caton, but it's something that we need to be considering. And then we may as well throw the wildflower meadow in there at the same time. Absolutely. I think that I would need to be decided. Yeah. yeah, so I, I just think but it's all rested on in terms of the affordable housing. And I think it's within members' gift. Members, I, I think this is a thoroughly appropriate site for residential development, bear in mind what's been considered. But it's within members' gift to actually seek affordable housing as an amendment to the proposal. We then can go away, discuss it with the applicant, and if there is issues whereby we can't provide it, we can come back to you with the reasons why. But it hasn't been flushed through the system yet, and that, that slightly worries me. Um, thank you. Chair, if, if I may make a suggestion. Yes, thank you, Elizabeth. What Mr Brown has just said, would perhaps Mr Salmon like a deferral in order to consult with his client? Um, well, we have um, had conversations with um, Clive Theobald on this matter, uh, sort of yesterday and today. Um, um, well, we, we, 
it were a thought singing from the same hymn sheet that uh, given the net amount of buildings that were removed on, as part of the last application, um, if that was taken off of those nine and the footprint was worked out, the buildings proposed and the buildings to be removed, it would be well, there was more being removed than what was being proposed. So in terms of vacant building credit, we were well up there already. Um, on, on top of that, of course, if a 40% affordable is requested here, it means this site is effectively worth nothing and is never going to actually be developed um, because all six would need to be affordable. Because the other site, as I say, is currently being, you know, is under offer. So to, to add 40% affordable to this site would just make it entirely unviable uh, and nothing would ever get built. Um, and if we come back in two months and there's a different landowner, does that make a difference? I, I, I don't personally think that he does um, and would that mean there's going to be a different outcome? Again I think it's, it's sort of you know, the, as Councillor Count said earlier there's a house in between, these are two separate sites, no one would put a cutting a site uh, which I've seen you know, it has been done before this is not the case in this instance it's very different. We have two very separate sites. And if it was the other side of the road, would you be asking for affordable? I don't think you probably would. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my thoughts on, on it. And we can go away. We can have a deferment. Um, if, certainly, obviously, rather that than a refusal. But ultimately, I think we're going to have to come to the same conclusion that affordable housing in this case isn't going to be right given the amount built on the site that nine houses have been admitted the owner will be different by the time we cut back to committee. Um, but it's just an, um, frustrating to get a different part of this application. has been in for, I don't know, since October last year, I believe. Um, and again, it just puts the housing numbers even further back. Another deferment. I think, would that be, is that all three applications deferred then today? No, it isn't. Um, no, I, I just no. think there is no need in this instance. All right, well, one, one, one red um, but uh, I, I'll leave it with we'd rather defer right, thank, you very much. thank you very much I don't think up. affordable housing in this city we need to meet him, we need to meet yep. him. Yep. Um, just can I just sorry sorry chairman I don't want to I mean but the no, fact is do. first of all feels full pick up council McCount's point I'm not buying in any way that an applicant has deliberately broken these sites up to try to under under, under cut any requirement for affordable housing. Got no evidence of that and I'm not even suggesting that. If the land is sold on, and if, if the if the land for nine is sold on, that makes no difference as far as I'm concerned. It's still the same subject landowner. And and I'm also picking up the point that what Mr. Salmon says it could be the point that once we flushed it through the point, it could be not viable or it could be a situation where affordable housing doesn't have to be provided. But that is not a discussion that we make here based upon that. Obviously, we're taking buildings down, blah, blah, blah. That may be the case. We do need to go through the proper mechanism. Picking up uh, Councillor Freeman's point for, uh, earlier on, um, which was misrepresented to that particular case. But on this one case, if we make a decision on the whim here and move forward, I think we need to go through proper due process to show. And it could be we end up in the same place as what, as what Mr. Summers just said. But I think we need to do that. And uh, and I and I and that's all I was going to say. But that is not a deferral necessarily. That is that is a still moving forward with approving the application, but adding 106 to it. And that 106 issue will come back. And I think that's why I was anxious about not necessarily deferring it because I still think we need the applicant still needs comfort that the application is acceptable in terms of planning terms. 
highway terms, all those issues, which I think it is. And if the affordable housing is the only thing in the way, and it ends up that it is what Mr. Salmon has said, and it could be the case whereby credit, making building credit means that it's not required. Well, we need to go through that process and we need to bring that back here. But I think at the moment, uh, so my move is if members are mindful to add the affordable housing bit, it's just changing the resolution to approve subject to that. I think um, that I would, not thank you, John. I would be very happy with that. I should be very happy with that. But I'll take some more. Um, well, the order, Chair, I've not, I've not finished. No, I know. I, I was just, if you just let me finish, thank All you. Right. I was about to say, have you finished, Councillor Bagnall? I think <laughs> you say you'll take some more questions. But no, I, I'll take some more no, questions. But have you finished, Councillor Bagnall? Thank you. Not quite. I was, just, I was going to say that I think it's important that we do include the affordable housing element, as Mr Brown has quite quite rightly pointed out. Uh, I don't appreciate uh, non-committee members having that amount of time to speak and to put their views of different applications across. I don't think that's right either, so I think we need to be careful of that in the future. But I would, I would suggest that any proposal we make uh, or any, any conditions we have on this application must include that affordable housing element because to me it's clear that it's a nine plus six uh, and uh, I think we should ask for that so we can sort that out at a later date if it turns out to be there's credits and you have to reduce it. Thank you very much Councillor Bagnall. Um, Councillor Fairhurst. Thank you Madam Chair. Um, yeah I would support exactly what Councillor Bagnall said. I said that I, my, my instinct, I, I must confess our question here is not to just—it's not a negotiation with the with the with the applicant to decide what makes something work or not work. It's either an application that fails or succeeds. Um, I think we haven't discussed the traffic survey, which was pointed out was uh, on the wrong day and, and done by the applicant itself. Um, and and it seems to be rather odd that we are um, proposing building a a, a, a development with an with a traffic survey that done on on a, on a single day. Um, I completely understand highway is suggesting that on a, on a quiet day you can get one type of measurement, but the measurement I'm most interested in is on a busy day, particularly if you've got children or somebody walking in the street. So I think a traffic survey, I would condition this if we were to approve it on one, an adequate traffic survey, two, the affordable issue, because it is nine plus six, three, a footpath, otherwise people can't get to the place they're supposed to get to, and that's part of the whole deal. Um, and, and, and obviously safety is a critical issue. And let's clarify what the wildflower meadow means. It's just, it's just window dressing. On those four points, I think I might be inclined to support it. Thank you very much, Councillor Fairhurst. Councillor Freeman. Yes, thank you, Madam Chairman. <laughs> I, I broadly agree with Councillor Fairhurst. Um, when it comes to viability, that's not a concern of this committee. And if something isn't viable, that's a concern, in my opinion at least, of the owner of the land and what they're doing with it. It's not a concern of this committee. You quite often get developers and builders saying, well, it's not viable, we've got to go with this and that. It's, it's not something we deal with. Um, if it's not viable, that's their affair. You know, it's important to make it viable. The thing that concerns me particularly about this, and it's a lovely location in many ways, and I think it's the right thing to do, uh, to build this number of houses on it and indeed to build ones next door. But the concern to me is there's no footpath into the town. And actually that's really quite significant because 
it's actually quite a busy road at times, and it's a very inadequate road. It's a very minor road. It is the reason, Madam Chairman, why the development that was put forward some years ago uh, for about 800 houses in that area was thrown out by the inspector, thrown out by the Secretary of State, I think, on the basis that the road structure just could not cope with the number of houses being put there. And that hasn't changed. Nobody's built any more roads. They're country lanes. And that, unfortunately, is a country lane. So I think a very important part of this is that... I'm not worried about the wildflowers, particularly. You can buy them in a packet and sprinkle them around. That's a good idea, but, you know... But the footpath, or a safe path for children and things to find their way down to that very infamous railway crossing. We all know about it. A couple of young women, young, young teenage girls were killed there not very long ago. Um, that is important, and to me, that would be a deal breaker. Of course, if we can't solve that, we shouldn't be building houses along there. Thank you, Madam Chairman. Thank you very much, Councillor Freeman. Um, Councillor Stora and then Councillor Count. Councillor Bagnall, Fairhurst and Freeman, can you take your hands down, please? Because you're confusing me. Thank you. Um, so, Councillor Stora and then Councillor Count. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. Maybe I'm missing something with this. Uh, because I can't get my head around it. To me, if the existing house is long-standing, and I don't know whether it is or not, I'd be grateful if someone could tell me, but it's been there some time, then to me, what we're talking about is two sites either side of that. One with permission for nine dwellings and six, seek, um, the other seeking permission for six. Two separate sites and therefore... Uh, the cut-off of 15 and with the requirement for affordable housing doesn't kick in. If either site, assuming permission is granted for this six, if either site were to be extended to the east and became larger, then there come a point when the 15 uh, limit would be met and there'd be a need then for affordable housing. Or, more importantly, if there was another site to the rear which linked the two sites so, such that they effectively became one, then we apply, it applies straight away because we'd already have 15 and it depends upon how many are proposed. That would be my logic. It's a pieces of a jigsaw for me. Am I, have I got it right or is it right around my neck? Thank you. I was not something I can answer. Um. Can I just say that, um, obviously I've heard uh, Nigel give his explanation concerning the same ownership and I'm um, possibly uh, uh, maybe wanting some advice on that from Elizabeth, if she's able to do so. But I certainly have taken the view that if they were separated by a physical entity which was not within the same ownership, so the, the dwelling in between, which is a long-established dwelling, um, is not within the same ownership, and therefore the, the two ends of the, the two sites don't join together physically, which they don't, then I, I personally would share um, Council Stora's view that unless there was uh, a new site that was added on to either site to the east, obviously on a lot of the other unused poultry farm uh, land, then um, I, I personally feel we couldn't legally 
require a, a Section 106 contribution for affordable housing. That's my view, um, but I, you know, I, I, I'm happy to be um, overruled on that. Okay, right. Hey, Madam Chair, um, Elizabeth, the question is one of fact. What exactly is the property between these two sites and who is it owned by and how long has it been in separate ownership? And those are questions of fact. But if, as a matter of fact, there's a long-standing property that's been separately owned for some years and the sites are not otherwise joined, then they are indeed two separate sites. But it is a matter of fact. Right. Sorry, there's one other issue. We want to also need to clarify what land is, and I think what's, that's sort of what Councillor Storer was also asking. Is land to the rear, Elson, is with that in the same ownership as well? So is the land behind it in the same ownership? Can I answer those questions? No, no, no this, this is, is aimed for the Anything else from you now? Thank you very much. Good this is aimed at Clive. Can I actually answer some questions? Um, point of order, Chair. Point of order. What point of order? Give me a chance to talk. Me. Let's just be quiet. This is getting out of hand this afternoon. So. Councillor Bagnall has raised a, point, raised a point of order. I will take that and I will see if it is. Thank is, you. Is Mr Theobald in, in possession of information that's not been shared with this committee as part of the report? Because he just mentioned the ownership of the property in between, which I'm surprised that he's aware of the ownership of that because it's only just come up in the discussion. No, I don't think no, he is. No, no I, um, Councillor, I can, I can say that with... Um, you know, okay. with confidence um, by looking at the sublocation plan because the sublocation plan, if you've got your PowerPoint, I can bring it up, of course, if you want to, is it is excluded from the application site, edged in red, and it's excluded from the land, edged in blue, which represents the control and ownership of the applicant. So, in effect, it's, it's surrounded by either blue land within the wider ownership of the applicant to include the poultry farm and their dwelling scheme approved there to the north and also uh, to include the ownership for the red line site for the sixth dwelling scheme we're talking about now but if you like the island in the middle between the two sites is this established dwelling and um, therefore just by facts in terms of how they presented the application uh, that is not showing to be within the control or ownership of the applicant. Um, just excuse me, the, but the land behind... That's the question. Right, yes. land behind and going round it... Yes. ...is all in the possession of the same landowner. So everything in the blue line, yes, yep. is in the same landowner, and the bit in the red, which is, the, the, which is part of this application, is yep. in the same ownership of... The same ownership, yes? Absolutely correct. Right. So it is in the same ownership. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, discussion over about that. Thank you. Um, so where am I? Councillor Bagnall, then, I think. Me? No, Me? sorry, I, I just Me? raised the point of orders, Chair. Right, sorry. thank you. So Councillor LeCount. 
Um, I did mention earlier on in my little speech that the house in between was nothing to do with the applicant. So forgive me, Mr. Bagnall. I really, I did say that there was a house in between. There was there was nothing to do with either with, with the applicant. Right? That's number one. I do have a question for Mr. Um, for Mr. Brown. Um, it's a question that says. If I actually got nine houses, and then four years later, I decided to have another six houses the other side, does that mean you add my 15, to, you, make, you make it 15, you make nine and six, and it's four years difference? Please give me your definitive answer between legally what it means. Is it one year, two years, 25 years? What is, what is the policy? Policy is all about having land that's on similar land of the same ownership broken up into chunks. And it's not four years because we approved that previous development for nine within the last year. So it's, it is very, very... And the fact the land's been sold on, so... No, it hasn't been, no, it hasn't been sold. It hasn't sold. Well, that's even, that's even more of the situation. No, it's I mean, not no, basically... I just think, I just, I'm not, let's just wait. I'm, I'm not, sorry. Answer, it's I'm not getting... I'm Carol, not getting... Can you let him answer, please? I'm not getting the answer. The answer is, give me a definitive number of years, please, Nigel. There is no definitive amount of years. It is a judgment when you've got a scheme where you've got it broken up into chunks and you have more than 15 dwellings provided in different ownerships, then that is, it, there is no definitive rule in terms of whether it's a year ago, whether it's two years ago, whether it's five years ago. That's a moot point because it's a year ago. <laughs> It's less than a year ago that planning permission was approved. Right. I'm sorry, just checking on that, Nigel, as you as you speak on that one. I think it might be more than a year ago. Just bear with me. Yeah, it's more than a year ago. Actually, it's April. It's fifteenth of April, nineteen. Yeah, I'll just verify that. Sorry, two years, one year, and two months. So I don't think that two months makes a lot of difference. I'm not, I'm not implying anything from the applicant trying to break this up into chunks. And there is no definitive rules which say what the period is. It's just it's the slam that's in the same ownership. That's all that we're saying. Look, let's just keep this back down, okay? We're starting to get a little bit out of hand. So... Let's take a deep breath. Thank you. And let's carry on. Councillor Fairhurst, do you wish to say something else? Thank you. Yes, Madam Chairman. I hereby propose deferring this. There are too many issues to handle. I would like to defer to the hands of the planning officers to, in, in, to look at a 106, to consider the traffic and to consider a, a footpath. It makes sense. Please, I, I, I propose to defer. Thank you. Do I have a, um, is that Councillor Freeman to second? Thank you very much, Councillor Freeman. Um, Councillor Sorry, sorry. He, you need to visually, you need to verbally sorry, say, to say that. You have to say, you have to say it, <laughs> Councillor Freeman. Sorry. Thank you, Nigel. I hereby verbally say that I second <laughs> that motion from Councillor Fairhurst. I think we're losing the plot. I think we're losing the plot here, people. I know I am. Um, okay. So, Councillor Pavitt, did you want to say something? Uh, I was going to say exactly what Councillor Pavitt said. So. All right, sorry. Thank you very much. Thank you. 
Okay, so we have a proposal to defer by Councillor Fairhurst, seconded by Councillor Freeman. Elizabeth. All right, thank you very much, Madam Chair. Councillor Merrifield. I would prefer to take this to the... Um, Defer. Hear you, Councillor Merrifield. Uh, defer. Councillor Lachlan. Abstain. Councillor Sutton. Defer. Councillor Reeve. Approve. Is that? I, I said I support the motion. Thank you, Councillor Stora. Oh. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Oppose. I don't support the motion. So you're against. Thank you. Councillor Pavitt. I approve of the motion. Thank you. Councillor Bagnall. Support the motion. Thank you. Councillor LeCount. Oppose. Against. Against. Thank you. Councillor Caton. You have, you've got to, you've I need to hear you, Councillor Caton. You're muted. For the motion. Thank you. Councillor Fairhurst. Defer for the motion. Councillor Freeman. Or deferral. Thank you. That's it. One, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight in favour of deferral. One against and one abstention. Thank you. <laughs> Can I just uh, point out, I think that there were two against. I think uh, councillors LeCount and Stora were both against. Yes, that's correct. I've just recounted you. Yes, and one abstention. Yeah. Thank you very much, Neil. Yeah. Thank you. So um, if Mr Salmon could leave now... Thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Salmon. Thank you. God almighty. You love it. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.